Congress is once again taking an interest in allegations of substandard military housing on camps and bases. Responding to media reports, Senator Mark Warner has written a letter to Defense Secretary James Mattis demanding an urgent briefing. He wants to know how the Pentagon's handling claims of mold, leaking roofs, and rodents in military homes across the country. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu covers the latest in this week's edition of the DOD Reporter's Notebook, and he joins me now. Yeah, Jared, this has been a lingering problem, and I guess Mark Warner's not too happy about it, let alone the officers that have to live in these quarters, or the enlisted people. Officers and enlisted. This is house, uh, family housing that we're talking about in all cases. That's pretty much what's been turned over to private industry to run. And, and really, we need to start this whole conversation by giving a complete credit to the Reuters news agency that that's, has a whole investigative team that's done several of these in-depth investigative stories on military base housing over the past year or so. And the latest iteration really looks into the issues that some military families are having when they report problems to the private owners of this military housing. And they found a number of cases in which families complained about mold, roof leakage, you know, ongoing vermin problems in their houses, were not able to move out. And in a lot of these cases, the family housing providers essentially came back to them and said, not only are we not going to let you out of your leases, they they followed up by essentially blaming, in some cases, the families for the problems like, oh, no, the family dog caused that puddle. It wasn't because of a roof leak, and therefore we're going to charge you for it. And in some other cases, when they pointed out mold, maintenance employees would come in, wipe their fingers around and, and say, no, that's just dust. Reuters follows up and sends um, mold testing kits into the houses, and sure enough, it's mold that, that, that can be hazardous to people's health. So that's, that's the current issue, is that in a lot of cases, these housing providers are not responsive to complaints, and families really have very little recourse is the second part of it. I guess I didn't realize that housing on bases was in private hands. It's on the bases, but it's just contracted out to some slumlord. That, that's right. Well, slumlord is probably... My word, uh, yeah, not theirs. And, and not mine either, for the record. Um, so I'm glad you brought it up, though, because this, interestingly enough, has been seen widely since the 90s when this this um, privatized housing program was first put in place across the military services. It's been seen as a model of public-private partnerships across DOD. And just to set the context for that a little bit, back when all of this housing was completely government-owned and government-operated, it was all in really bad shape. And that was that's what provided the impetus to turn it over to private industry in the first place. And the way it works is that everyone in the military gets a basic allowance for housing. If you choose to live on base, that housing allowance just goes entirely to the housing provider, and they do their best to manage it and, and make a profit off that. And so far, they, they have seemed to be fairly successful, with the exception of at least some edge cases where they're not being responsive. All right. So what leverage does the DOD have over these housing operators? And that's the really interesting second piece of the Reuters story. The answer seems to be very little. And the, the position that these families are in, as Reuters goes into great deal, uh, uh, great detail to point out, is state and local laws protecting health and safety do not apply when you're on a military base. The, the, the only recourse that exists if you've got a problem is the contractual relationship between the Defense Department and the housing provider. And those contracts are generally not administered at the local level. So even the base commander does not have a whole lot of authority to um, require require the housing providers to live up to, the, to the, the terms of their contracts. That goes way up the chain to, you know, the assistant secretary level in the military services. So, um, you know, in order for, you know, a housing provider to be held accountable, there would have to be major, major problems, major, major widespread attention. 
And that actually brings us to another issue that Reuters has been looking at and that senators have started to get involved in as well, which which has been problems with lead uh, elevated lead levels and asbestos levels in military housing. That that came out of another story that they published earlier this summer. And in that case, it did prompt the Army to start a pretty extensive testing regimen across uh, across all of its bases. They're starting with a sample of about 10 percent of their homes to go in and, and see, you know, are there in fact elevated lead and asbestos levels as Reuters found in blood tests of children living in those houses. And in cases where they're finding it, they say they're going in and, and doing remediation and they they expect to have those tests done, they just told us, by the end of this year. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Now, you said that Mark Warner is demanding a hearing from uh, Secretary Mattis. Mattis is a soldier's soldier, really. He must be aware of these. And you said the Army is starting to become aware, and there has been... I guess the beginnings of remediation, but so what can be gained at this point? I think at this point, what what the military services are probably starting to do is just doing some more oversight of the conditions of these facilities, because one of the things that the DOD Inspector General has pointed out in past reports is that there's very little visibility from the military services who hold these contracts with the private housing operators into the actual housing conditions down at the at the deck plate level. One of the recommendations the IG made uh, in a report back in 2015, and in this case it was um, to to the Army, is that um, you know they should get, conduct just more routine inspections and, and spot checks to make sure that the contractors were complying with standards. Army wrote back and said, look, our guidance says that um, Army personnel are prohibited from conducting health and, health and welfare inspections of privatized homes, which is pretty amazing. And they say that they also just don't have the resources to do that. Obviously, that stance has changed to some extent in the intervening years because they are doing some of these spot checks for lead. Um, but I think that 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 new attitude toward oversight and inspection is just starting to take hold. And so then the next thing is that that's going to be interesting to watch is to see what Congress actually does, because they may start pushing for legislation that would give DOD families some more recourse here. Yeah, I guess they don't have that recourse contractually, but it does sound a little bureaucratic, frankly. Bureaucratic meaning? Just simply hiding behind not hiding behind, but simply standing behind the aspect of what the contract says and what they have rights they feel they have to do inspections on, on that property. Yeah, I think I, I think that's right. My instinct is just go in and do them anyway. Uh, and, and I would say, keep in mind, this is this report is in 2015, so we're talking like peak sequestration. Um, and, and the resourcing issue may really have come into play here because the, the on an individual military base, as Reuters point out, there, the, points out, there's really only four or five people that deal with housing issues, and their job is really just to be liaisons. They're not like contracting officer representatives, cores. They're, they're not there to do enforcement and oversight uh, primarily. Well, we'll see what the hearings with uh, Senator Warner produces. And also, Jared, I wanted to ask you about an item with respect to whether the Office of Personnel Management should or should not continue to have say over military civilian personnel there seems to be some change of thought going on there uh yeah not not on opm's part as far as we know and not as not on the administration as a whole's part as far as we know but the army apparently would very much like to take over complete control of its own civilian hiring and personnel management. We heard that in some comments from Mark Esper, the Secretary of the Army, when he was speaking to a a group of civilian employees. Uh, He has a lot of dissatisfaction with how the entire civilian workforce is managed, starting with the way employees are generally hired through the USA Jobs website. I think it's a major contributor to our civilian hiring problems. I think uh, any type of system where you have to go on the website and you have to assert that you're an expert in everything, forces people to be dishonest. 
And I don't believe that. I, don't, I, I certainly cannot assert that I'm an expert in anything, let alone everything. And so when you have to do that and when the tricks of the trade are go out there and read the job description and then mimic it back in terms of describe, it just, it's, it's a fundamentally flawed system. And I've, uh, I've talked privately to members of Congress and I've testified that I believe that uh, we should move that to DOD and let DOD handle it. And then I can have input on it. And then I can work with the Secretary of Defense with DepSecDef to build a system that gets rid of all those artificialities and all the gaming inherent in it and maybe does do a more of a forward-looking approach. So I'm not satisfied with a civilian hiring system that on average takes 140 days. So again, that's Army Secretary Mark Esper. He says they're not bad people at OPM, but they're doing their best to construct a system that's as fair as possible to anybody, to everyone, and he's going to start uh, going in and trying peel, try to peel back layers to take more control uh, of the entire civilian process. All right. I guess he'll take a glacier by the ropes and see how far he can pull that <laughs> one. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com.